0: Oh, oh, oh. yeah. but his real name's
1: Yeah. Scripture today is from Matthew five, thirteen through sixteen. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. (laughs) Dear Lord, we thank you for the scripture you've given us this morning, for your gift of the scripture to us. And Father, we ask that you'd be in the midst of our congregation today Bless each one that's here today and the ones that could not make it today. Be with the ones that are sick and, and couldn't make it this morning. And, Lord, watch over our military. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you, Russ Carter. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Ah, it's great to have you here. I'd like to say hello to everybody out there across the planet. We have people from all over the earth that listen to our services as a matter of fact, uh, I can say hello to some people I know who listen in Brazil, some people who listen in Indiana, some people out in Colorado, Texas. We just send a shout out to all of you out there. Know that uh, that you're on our thoughts uh, as well this morning. And all of you right here in beautiful Bloomington, Normal, Illinois. Great to have you here. And I know some of you come in from different uh, directions, many of you as a matter of fact. How many of you this morning drove more than... Uh, I uh, us say uh five miles to get here lift a hand okay uh maybe 10 miles how many drove more than 10 miles to get here lift a hand 10 miles all right keep your hands up more than 15 drove more than 15 more than 20 look at that there's a bunch of people from out of town who are all you people <laughs> <laughs> How many of you drove more than uh, 40 miles to get here today? Look at that. Oh, my gosh. Congratulations. Oh, that's just amazing. What in the world is wrong with you people? <laughs> still, working <laughs> still working on that one. Can't decide. Oh, boy. Hey, this is a great month. We are in the month of July. You know, it's going to be a beautiful summer, 4th of July, uh, Independence Day celebration, and, you know, with the fireworks and everything. Any fireworks going on tonight uh, anywhere? Atlanta has fireworks tonight. What about who had last night? Neighbors. Neighbors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, about midnight, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think it was about midnight we heard things, bang, bang, bang. Anyway, uh, yeah, that seems the way it it always works out, but a lot of towns are having it tonight. Some tomorrow night. <coughs> but uh, the fireworks display, the celebration of a independent country, a country that is based on the on the principles of uh, something that had never ever been done before. I, I don't guess people maybe even think about this, but we should. And uh, I think part of the responsibility of, of a Christian is to remind people that our that our nation is founded upon the Judeo-Christian ethic, which is God has given us. God has given us our freedoms. God has given us our rights. It's not something that uh, the government provides for us. Uh, the government seems to always be taking stuff away from us rather than giving us anything. So uh, we want to limit the government and uh, glorify and honor God. That's that's the kind of idea that the original founders had, that give God his proper place and uh, people will live in a civil society and will be happy and and will be able to pursue their, their dreams and live out their lives in peace and prosperity. And that was the greatest idea that anybody ever came up with. And as, as a result of that, we actually have had and have today the greatest country that has ever existed on the, on the earth, the, the uh, United States of America. And uh, it is uh, under assault today by people who want to change it, They don't like the founding as it was founded. They don't like the idea that people's allegiance is primarily to God and not to government itself. And so we have have a struggle going on. But thank God we know that uh, sometimes the pendulum swing back and forth, you know. Isn't there a song that they wrote over in England? Pendulum swing. Let's see. England swing like a pendulum do. (laughs) Bobby's on bicycle two by two. Something like the Tower of Big Ben, the rosy red cheeks of the little children. <laughs> and we saw in Britain this past week or ten days or a couple of weeks ago, they decided, hey, we're going to take our country back and do it our way again. So it was pretty interesting to see that happen. Stock market went into a big plunge. Everybody was singing the blues, and now it's back up, I think, higher than it ever was. So <laughs> a lot of things in the world. But one thing remains the same. Jesus never fails. God is faithful. He's always there. We have many, many, many things to be thankful for. So praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. All right. Here's the emphasis for our week, uh, for our month in July. It's about worshiping God, worshiping God. Now you might think when you think of worshiping God, that that would be something you'd do when you like sneak off somewhere by yourself and Maybe have a prayer time, maybe, as Jesus suggested, in prayer in your closet. I I like that idea. I knew a little girl that was uh, like 10 years old, and she was a a little girl. Her daddy was a preacher, a Pentecostal preacher, as a matter of fact. Nothing wrong with Pentecostal preachers, amen? Uh, (laughs) But anyway... uh, This little 10-year-old girl decided she'd crawl in a box because Jesus said you're supposed to go in your closet. Well, she didn't have a closet, so she got in this big cardboard box. And she went in the box with her guitar, and she sat in there, and she played songs, and she sang songs. She said, and Jesus would meet me in my box. And I would have the most wonderful times of worship and praise and celebration, a 10-year-old girl with her guitar. Carrie Job is her name you might have heard of her she's a wonderful Christian musician and witness for the Lord she's been in town here a couple times actually I saw her a couple times and didn't really talk to her but I figured she had plenty of other people to talk to so I didn't feel like she needed to talk to me if she ever gets back in town I might look her up but that was the whole point of the of her story she told that story one night over here at Faith or Victory or whatever the name of that other place is over on 150 I can't remember the names of all these churches uh, but anyway it was a wonderful story good friends over there and we had a so we have this image that we're in a box just us and the Lord And there's something beautiful and good about that when you're just you don't have to be self-conscious you know you're not looking around thinking well I wonder if I raise my hand if anybody else will notice maybe they'll look at me strange in your box, you can just raise your hand and praise the Lord not worry if anybody's looking on or not, and just worship the Lord from your heart. Worship him in spirit and in truth. That's what the scriptures say. That's what Jesus said that he wants us to do. So here we are talking about worshiping the Lord, and we are in the business of worshiping the Lord. It's part of what Christ has in mind for his church to do and for his followers to do, to worship him. There are scripture verses in the New Testament that says the disciples fell at his feet and worshipped him. There were people that he healed that fell at his feet and worshipped him. He never really objected to anybody worshipping him. He always said, you know, uh, just give thanks to God. So it is really about... Giving credit to God, giving praise to God is what worship is, but it's more than just staying in a box with your guitar and singing songs in the spirit, which is a wonderful thing to do. But Jesus today makes the point in Matthew chapter 5 that it's a whole lot more than just that. You kind of get your batteries charged up and you get your spirit full and you're all bubbly and happy and filled with the spirit, and now what? Well, you come out of your cardboard box, and you go out into the street, and you'll start living real a real life. You know, where the road is rough, and the wind is blowing, and you might catch a cold like I did this week. i was so sick. Oh, thank you for those of you who prayed for me. I just was so sick. I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. I think if the house caught on fire, I'd have been able to get up and run out of the house, but I wouldn't have been able to fight the fire, I don't believe. <laughs> It was just one of those weeks. And life is like this. You get downhearted. You get sick. You get depressed. People insult you. Things go wrong. You get a bill in the mail. And you think, good Lord, how could they charge me that much? That's impossible. Somebody takes advantage of you. Somebody thinks that you didn't do right about something. Your intentions were good, but they misunderstood. You know, the complications of life. Now, the box... Looks more attractive, doesn't it? It says, Oh, I just want to get back in my box. I want to get my guitar and just spend some time with the Lord. I just need to recharge my batteries. Okay, fine. But Jesus goes a little further and he says, Look, you are the salt of the earth. And what that means is that salt, you know, is his metaphor for us salt is like i carried salt i got some salt at walmart the other day 40 pounds in this arm and 40 pounds on the other side to balance things out i was lugging this salt downstairs to put in the in the softener you know and why do we use salt in the softener well it takes out undesirable things and minerals and rust and if it isn't done ever so often susan will remind me you need to put some salt in the softener And so I'll try to remember, and I'll go down and put it in. And I just think the shower is so much better, you know, the shiny hair that I used to have, that is so much better (laughs) because of the salt has purified the water. So if you are the salt of the earth, you're like a purifying agent. I had some hamburgers one night, and I didn't have any salt to put on them. Let me tell you, hamburgers without salt, not so good. You can add pepper, but just nothing quite like salt. You ever have some tomato soup without salt? Oh, boy. How about potato chips without salt? Yeah, these are saltless potato chips. It's like the girl that told me when I was driving through McDonald's. I said I'd like a small vanilla cone, and I asked her how many calories is in this thing. She goes, all of them diet cones. <laughs> Every time you go through McDonald's, you get a small cone. Just remember, them's diet cones. <laughs> but, you know, you got the salt thing. And Jesus said, I would have liked it a whole lot better if he had said, I am the salt of the earth. Wouldn't that have been better? But what did he say? He said, you are the salt of the earth. So how in the world is that supposed to work? You mean I'm supposed to be a purifying agent? You mean I'm supposed to bring taste and make things better, flavor? bring flavor into the lives of other people what am I supposed to be that aspect of salt that preserves and protects things from decay you know that was one of the things when we were kids we didn't have electricity in the house where I grew up because we were poor folks you know and poor folks as I (laughs) <laughs> I used to say this, and I won't tell you who hated it. But her name was <clears throat> anyway. It was my first wife. Bless her heart. She was one of the nicest ladies I ever met, and is a wonderful person. Uh, but anyway, I'll say that about her because she is. She's the mother of my children, and I respect her. But she used to say to me, "I wish you wouldn't say that." And what I would say would be, "Poor folks has poor ways." <laughs> And I, I just thought that was an appropriate thing to say because we were poor, and we did have poor ways. We lived in a tar paper shack. We didn't have running water. We didn't have electricity. Uh, in the wintertime, uh, we, we had no indoor plumbing. We had an outhouse, which in the wintertime became an in-house, if you can feature what I'm talking about. And uh, so life was hard, and we were living out there in the country in a tar paper shack, which when we moved out, they, ta- they changed it into a chicken house. And it, it might have been a chicken house before we moved in, as far as I know. But <laughs> anyway, well, uh, we didn't have any refrigeration. So how did we preserve our meat? Well, Uncle Bud, we would slaughter a hog, and then they would salt the meat. And they would smoke the meat and we had salted bacon I still remember they called it fresh side well there was nothing fresh about it I don't know where they ever got that idea but that salt was in that meat was so strong that no bacteria could possibly live in there and it preserved the meat so salt is not only a flavoring but it's also a preservative it's also a, it's a preservative So if Jesus is using salt and he's saying to you and to me, you are the salt of the earth, what is he saying? He's saying you are the ones who are going to preserve things that are important. You're gonna preserve what matters. You're gonna preserve people's lives. Their very lives can be preserved because of what you're doing. This is where the influence of the Christian is. It is in this business of loving one another. If we do not love our neighbor, if salt has lost its savor and we do not love our neighbor, are we not the same? If we are salt that has no flavor, has no preservatives, has no influence, if we aren't out there in the world mixing and mingling, if we're not out into the earth living among the people. If we're in our box playing our guitar and singing to the Lord in solitude, are we not just wasting our time? And while the world is crying out for need and for help, we are the ones who could go out there and flavor things up quite a bit. Uh, I was listening to some good old fashioned bluegrass music this morning. Yeah. And one of the songs that came on that I never heard of ever before was called I Got a Lot of Heaven in My Soul. (laughs) Yeah, I like that song. I got a lot of heaven in my soul. I thought, yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. I went in and told Susan, I got a lot of heaven in my soul. And she goes, that's a fun song. So, you see, Christian people can be an influence, is what it boils down to. You can help people. You can preserve their lives. Sometimes you never know. might be somebody ready to give up in life. You don't know. You don't know. Uh, you know, it's those handsome, popular, successful people that wind up, you read in the newspaper one day, well, what happened to him? Well, he must have given up on life. He jumped off a bridge or something terrible. You know, it happens. So we're the, we're the salt of the earth. I know you'd like for somebody else to be uh eh, sorry you you are the salt of the earth. Oh my goodness, are you serious? No. No, yes I am. <laughs> Jesus said, "No, I'm I'm serious. In other words, it's up to you and me to have an influence on other people for the sake of the Lord and for their sake, too. And that's something that you can do. If you couldn't do it, he wouldn't tell you that you should or that you could. He says, not you're gonna be, or you could be, or if you get everything straightened out in your life, you might be. No, he just says, you are the salt. Now he also says that if you're not salty, then, or if there's salt that's lost its savor, it's good for nothing but cast out to be cast out and trampled underfoot. So let's don't be like that. In other words, we wake up, we look around. Let's make an effort, okay? To help somebody to be an influence to somebody to make a difference you say well it doesn't seem to be doing that much good well maybe if we got a little grain here and a little grain there and a little grain and another grain another grain to get a whole salt shaker full of us we might be able to make a help help somebody some way by the way we're going to try to be a little salty over here with our <clears throat> and thank you for those of you who've been bringing in items for the homeless here we appreciate it i think the last day is today right so there's a little salt shaker going out right there a little bit in jesus name a cold cup of water amen next one is you are the light of the world a town built on a hill cannot be hidden neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl or under a basket instead they put it on a stand and It gives light to everybody in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. See, there it is. That whole thing about worship is right there. So that you are the light of the world so that God may be glorified. So that others may see in you the difference he has made in your life. And that your Father in heaven will be glorified. This is worship. It's not home in your box. It's out on the streets. It's where you shine your light. Let your light shine. Let the whole world see. Let Jesus be seen in you. Now, I know there are times when you're kind of embarrassed about Jesus. You might be hesitant or reticent to mention his name. Well, just stop being so shy. You know, if you believe in Jesus in your heart, he makes a difference to you and he means something to you don't be ashamed of it why in the world would you be ashamed of it I'm not ashamed to say that I love people that are in my family I'm not ashamed to say that I love my friends not ashamed of Jesus and if somebody laughs at me because I like Steve Shepard I'll just say I I don't care I like him anyway you know amen that's what I would say but if somebody said, you like Steve Shepard? And I thought about it for a while. Mm, I don't know. I don't want to embarrass myself. <laughs> you know. No, we're not ashamed to say he's my friend. He's my brother in Christ. You know? I wouldn't be ashamed to say that. I wouldn't be ashamed to call him or Dick Evans or Dick Jenkins or Russ Carter or any of you people, my friends. I wouldn't hesitate for a minute. You know Dick Jenkins? Oh, yeah, he's a great guy. I really... Happy to know him. He's our wonderful technological man who always puts our messages online every week and count on him just like the sunrise and the sunset. He's just like clockwork with that. You know Jason, by any chance? Jason Stanford? Yeah, I know Jason Stanford. I wouldn't hesitate to mention them as friends in one iota or one second. So why should I be ashamed to mention Jesus to somebody? You see... People seemingly have their lives going on and they think they know what they're doing. Most people don't. You realize that most people have no clue about what life is really about. They're trying to pursue happiness in so many different ways. You know, the real happiness comes, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Jesus said it this way, your life will be abundant if you follow me. He said, if you seek to please yourself and live your own life for your own selfish interest, you'll become a miserable person. You will actually lose everything in life that you had hoped to gain. But if you will give your life for the sake of the gospel, the good news, for loving God and loving people, you will find a sense of satisfaction and a joy that is, as the scriptures say, as the early disciples said, is unspeakable, unexplainable, and full of joy. Yes, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Shine all over Bloomington, I'm going to let it shine. Shine all over Atlanta, I'm going to let it shine. Shine all over Decatur, I'm going to let it shine. Shine all over Lincoln, I'm going to let it shine. Shine all over Shenoah, I'm going to let it shine. Shine all over Colfax, I'm going to let it shine. <laughs> Anywhere else? Shine all over El Paso. I'm gonna let it shine. (laughs) Who else do we leave out? Anybody? Where? Shine all over Illinois. I'm gonna let it shine. That's right. Those are the good old days when we sang songs like that in church. Joy, 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 and my heart is ringing. Joy, 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 keeps Jesus keeps me singing. Telling all about how he saved my soul. I can't remember all the words, but it was fun. The light of the world. You know, when I was a boy, somebody came along and said to me, Larry, your life's going to be great for the Lord. Your life's going to be great for God. I'd like to say that to everybody in here today. Put your name in there. Your life's going to be great for God. Don't ever doubt it. You are the light that somebody is going to need to see in their darkness and you never know who that might be. So, don't hide your bushel under a don't hide your light under a bushel basket. Don't do it. Let your light shine. Put it on a stand. You know, take a stand. Make it be known. To other people the reason for the faith that lies within you and let them know that you love them and God loves them too there's nothing more important than that you don't have to be loud and dramatic about it but you can be very sincere the more sincere the more powerful and that is God's word to you today and what will this result in this will result in other people worshiping the Lord they will see in you something that's desirable I remember one night, it was not at night, it was that in the afternoon, but it was right before we went out to this ball game, Bob Green, one of the guys that I went to school with, he was senior in high school, we were getting ready to go to the game, and he came up and he sat down behind me in the study hall chairs, and we were getting close to graduation, I guess, Maybe we were going to a track meet, I can't remember where, we were getting ready to go somewhere, and Bob Green came up to me and sat down behind me, one of my you know uh, kind of a friend not real close or anything just one of my classmates he sat down behind me in the chair right behind me in study hall he said Larry I got a question for you I said okay he said I've been watching you over the years ever since sophomore year really sophomore junior senior we're about ready to graduate he said I know that you believe In Jesus Christ. And he says. I never really went to church. I don't know anything about it. Can you explain that to me. What that means. And what that's about. And how I can be. A Christian too. Wow. And I in my humble simple way. Tried to best I could. Tell him that it's just believing Jesus. Accepting him in your heart. Asking him to forgive you and help you. To be a better person It's just that simple i never will forget that i was stunned and shocked and amazed by that i never had any idea anybody was watching me especially one of my classmates especially bob green i just didn't think of it you never know who you're influencing so be an influence let your light shine let it be true that others will see in you the things that they desire love and kindness and grace and always be humble and always be kind unless there are adverse circumstances extreme circumstances then you might have to fight but most of the time you can be humble and kind and God will be glorified and people will worship God because you you are the salt you you are the light are the light this is the word of God thanks be to God for it we love you all Heavenly Father forgive us where we fail to be salty forgive us where we fail to be a light but we know that you have said we are and we accept this on face value and believe it because you said it. We receive this message from you, and we will live this way with your help, that your name may be glorified in all the earth. In Jesus' name.